Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss on the Bible Talk program. That's right, the place to be. If you're interested in the Bible and apologetics, glad to be with you. That number to call once again, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And, uh, man, I've got callers already, so I'm starting out here with a roar. And it's uh, uh, good to have callers. That's right, you can call with any question that's on your mind. At the same time, I've got some things I've got to do, and hopefully I'll get to it in that hour, which flies by so fast, by the way. I have a question that was asked uh, last time by Shireen. She asked a question dealing with Luke 17. We'll be looking at that. Also, we've got to go back to our Monday night Bible study and look at the uh, book of Romans, which we're teaching through. So uh, let's just get busy. Got callers already. Let's go and talk to uh, Michael. Uh, No, talk to Nathan in Troy. Hello, Nathan. How's everything? Real good. How are you doing? Very good. Thanks for taking my call. I wanted to ask you about uh, who are the disciples? How many disciples did the the Christ have? Well, he had, Jesus had 12 disciples, uh, as we know. Uh, Then, of course, Judas was one of them. He died, and he was replaced by Matthias. And then Paul became an apostle as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so my other question is, do you do you rec- actually ascribe to the verses in the Second Testament? Do you believe them and trust them? Believe what now? I didn't hear you. What, you Pardon said, me. You said if I do, I believe what? I didn't hear you clearly. Do you trust and believe the verses in the Second Testament or the, or the New Testament? You believe that, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Can you go to the book of um, Acts, the eleventh chapter? And uh, verse, I think it's 26. Acts 11 and 26. Okay, let me go there, quickly as I can. I think it's 1126. 
1126, okay. Let me see, 11 and... Uh, 11, 11, 26. Okay. okay, I've got it. So here at chapter 11 and verse 26, it says this. It says, And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So my question to you is, it's, it's specifically stated that the disciples, mm-hmm. not everyone, was called Christian. Is, well, that, is that what it says? Well, what happens is that we have to realize that disciples is a term that can stand for all the disciples. The apostles stand for just the twelve. In fact, Jesus started out with uh, a number of disciples, and, and that's in Luke chapter 6. And from those disciples, he chose apostles. So that's exactly but, what the Bible says. What tells I'm saying to you, what I'm asking you is, I hear people use the word Christian, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which is part, it only appears three times in Scripture. Uh-huh. And once. That's the one of the first times it appears right there in the book of Acts. Well, but me, although I don't see how, in other words, the number of times something is used does not determine whether it is true or false. It's the context of the not statement. Not true or false. Mm-hmm. But that's what the, you said. You said because uh, of only three times it was mentioned. Right, because you have a, now you have a doctrine called Christianity mm-hmm. that never appears in the Old or New Testament. Well, How you is just, that? Well, it, you just mentioned it in the New Testament. You took us to Acts. That's a New no, Testament. No, 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 no. The disciples were it, called. Yeah, but it was an Acts. And let's go to another place in the New Testament. Let's go to First Peter. And let's go to chapter 4 and verse 15 and 16, where here it says, That's right. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief. Now, he's writing to the whole church here, not just to apostles. Right? In fact, it's called the Christian and suffering. He says, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's manners. Yet if any man, any man, now that's clear to me, if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. So who is being called? Wait, let me ask you the question. Who is being called a Christian here or Christians here? Is it just the apostles? Those men, those men. The apostle Peter was a disciple. Listen, no, no, but I'm not asking you. Now, Nathan, I'm gonna have to be. You got to be fair with me now. I'm looking at this text. Okay, I asked you this question. Now, if you ask you this this question, then we're right on. If any man, any man doesn't mean an apostle. If any man, wait, no, you're interrupting me. Let me finish. Okay. It says, verse 16, Sorry. yet if any man suffer as a Christian, any man, he's writing to the church as a whole. Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Okay. So here, I, uh, I assert that here in 1 Peter 4 and 16, that he's not just talking about apostles. He's talking about Christians as a whole. He says, if any man, not just the apostles. But you... Are you using the text or verse against another verse? No, I'm just telling you what this verse says. The Bible doesn't contradict but, itself. But does that friend. verse contradict or No, it doesn't. Does it doesn't it contradict it. It only render, it only is a problem were, if you it only is a problem if you interpret it wrong. 
doesn't contradict anything. The verse says what it says. And that's the problem. Very clearly here, right? If any man suffer as a Christian. Now, the problem you had, you're talking about it different from another verse. No, it doesn't. The truth is, there's no verse that says that Christian was applied only to the apostles. And right here, it says that if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Okay? So when we can get around that, then we can have another discussion. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Boy, do I love this program and love your calls. So if you've got questions about the Bible, anything that you would like to deal with or interact with, as long as it's biblical, we can talk about it. Whether you disagree with me or not, doesn't matter. We're talking about the Bible. We're talking about the Word of God. All right, got some other callers here. Let's go to Michael in Detroit. Hey, Pastor Moss, how you doing? Real good. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Good, good. Um, I I had a question. Um, I was reading um Psalms 50 verse 15 when he said that um you call on the Lord in the day of trouble. And I need some help with that because I hear, I, when I watch Charles Stanley, I hear him say that you don't just want to call on God when you're in trouble, but you want to call on him when things are going good. So I'm I'm confused with that because I don't know if I can call on God when I'm in trouble or not. Well, you're, you're talking about Psalms 50, in which verse? Yeah, verse 15. Verse 15, which says, and so Psalms 50, verse 15, uh, yeah. we'll read into it. At verse 14, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thou vows unto the Most High and call upon him in the day in day the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Well, that doesn't say that you can't call on him at other times. That's just telling him that you can call on him in the day of trouble. Uh, okay. So it's not just saying, in fact, you can call on him and pr- you have to call on him in prayer, right? When you right. just say the Lord's prayer. So no, you can, in fact, you also call on him when you praise his name. So, no, this verse is in no way limiting it and just saying you have to call on him in times of trouble. But it's telling you that you can. And to be honest with you, if you are uh, uh, honest with me and I'm honest with you, probably most of the time I'm calling on it. It's when I'm in some kind of trouble. I might not realize it. But uh, that's a a good time to call on the Lord, isn't it, Michael? Yes. Okay. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right. Well, we can do both. Praise his name, but in time of trouble, it's time to call on the Lord. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. I love it. I've got uh, uh, quite a bit of time left and a lot of work to do, uh, and I am not stopping anything. If you have questions that you have to ask about the Bible, give me a call. The question about theology. A uh, uh, question about church history. Do the very best I can to give you an answer. Uh, also, uh, I definitely appreciate your uh, calls on this program. Uh, looking for uh, for you to support this program as well by sending donations to P.O. Box 05879. That's P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, 48205 is our zip code. Just give us a call. Uh, got Angela on the line. Third caller. Usually Angela is the first. Hello, Angela. Oh, hey, Pastor. How you doing? Real good. How are you? Okay. Well, I was reading something on the Internet this weekend, the Daily Star, 
and he'll stand at this Christian evangelist. His name is Paul Berkeley. Beckley. Okay. I guess he believes that the world is coming to an end because uh-huh. of the coronavirus pandemic and, and several eclipses. He believes that recent events, you know, give signs. He also claims that the Bible predicted Lebanon being taken over by Hezbollah and causing the, the own uh, downfall in the Israel border conflict. He sees that in the Bible, he says that um, it says, I will seek to destroy all nations that come against Jerusalem. He says that it's a spiritual battle between you know, good versus evil. Now, the Bible says that Israel was going to come under attack. He quoted, you know, in Zechariah. But he says that he believes that what he saw on the news about, you know, the solar flare, the blood moon, June 21st, the solar eclipse on July the 4th, these are all signs that the world well, is coming to an end. But here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. And I hear you, and, I, and I'm aware of him. But a lot of the things uh-huh. that he says are not based on the Bible. Now, always understand this, Angela. People can say anything, and it's all right to say it. But everything is established by logic and evidence. The evidence in this case that he needs is biblical evidence that says that about the eclipses. Unless he points to some biblical evidence, then he, he doesn't have anything to work with. So your question always, whenever you hear anybody saying something, in fact, I'll tell you how to save money on books. If you, have a, you pick up a book and it's going to tell you something about the Bible, look and see how many verses it quotes. If it doesn't have any quotes in there uh, that are talking about that particular subject, then it's not a biblical book. Some guys just like, like to write their own ideas. Now, what he is correct about is over in Zechariah chapter 14. This is clear. Zechariah 14 and 1. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished. And uh, the hail of the city shall go forth into captivity, half of the city, I'm sorry, half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. So that's biblical. But Angela, do not waste your time on books that talk about the Bible, but don't take you to the passages to support what they say. And there's nothing in the Bible that predicts the coronavirus specifically. We've had, and I've said this a number of times, you can easily Google it and find out, at least 10 uh, pandemics happened in this world similar to this. Okay? Uh, so this is just a part of the, uh, the things that precede the tribulation. It's not a tribulation event. Okay? And more things will happen. Jesus said that things are going to get worse and worse, earthquakes in various mm-hmm. places. But he said that was the beginning of sorrows. Okay? The, se- the seven-year tribulation period is the end. Okay? So that is what the focus uh, should be on. But the coronavirus... You know heard, who he is, that Paul Begley? You know who he is? He's I've heard of his name. Evangelist. Yeah, I've heard uh-huh. of his name, but, uh, but, uh, uh, but definitely in terms of uh, what he has said there. Uh, what, what, my question to you, you know that before you call, Angela, what in the Bible supports it? Simple. If either the Bible supports it or not. I don't mind people making any... Uh, allegation or coming up with any hypothesis or theory they want. But you've got to have the Bible to base it. Okay? And so the Bible told us that uh, the Bible, uh, ever since Adam fell, is where we get all of the mess we have in the world today, including storms. I mean, we're not in the Garden of Eden anymore. Okay? So what's happening to the world is happening as a result of Adam's sin. Now, uh, now definitely there's stuff coming in the book of Revelation and in the tribulation period, but uh, 
the earthquakes that have happened in the country, the tornadoes and all those, uh, these are not necessarily mm-hmm. directed by God himself as a part of tribulation. They are a part, uh, Romans chapter 8 explains it, of the creation groaning okay, ever since sin was in the world. So be careful, Angela, and don't waste your time on some of these books. Some of them are absolutely worthless. They're not worth, worth the paper they're printed on because they don't give you any biblical references to what they teach and believe. One thing he's right about is um, in terms of, uh, we can go to Zechariah chapter 14, which is the passage you were uh, quoting. We know about Armageddon, yeah. and that's what's being talked about in Zechariah chapter 14 and in verse 2. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem. Uh, to battle. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. That's biblical. That is what happens uh, in the tribulation period. We see it discussed in the... We see it discussed... Oh, I hope nobody's chasing you. <laughs> We see, we see that discussed in uh, the book of mm-hmm. Revelation, in Revelation chapter 16, and then uh, ending in Revelation 19 with the return of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Appreciate her call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. I'm busy today, and I'll be right back. We would be in the middle of a fight, and I would just be quiet. And so she's sitting on the bed. I'm sitting on the couch, and she looks at me. And normally, she would say, we got to talk about this. we got to talk. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and Dr. Marcus Warner recalls a conflict with his wife. And uh, this time, she looked at me. She said, is it okay if I come and sit next to you? And I just shrugged my shoulders because I was not talking. <laughs> and uh, she sat next to me, and then she looked at me. She said, is it okay if I hold your hand? And I looked at her. I said, you're really not good at this fighting this stuff, are you? <laughs> and I said, okay, you can hold my hand. And as soon as she did, it was like I could just feel this whoosh inside of, okay. All of a sudden, this on-off switch popped back on. My relational circus came back on. And all of a sudden, I realized I like this person I want to have a kind conversation with this person, and uh, we could talk about our problem now relationally. Hear more from Dr. Warner at FamilyMinute.org. A Moment of Destiny from Pastor Paul Shepard. Some of y'all need to quit your fantasy. I want somebody fine. Some of y'all don't need fine. You need a man who doesn't want to break God's heart. If he doesn't want to break God's heart, that's what you want. You want somebody who loves the Lord and he's under men's discipleship and he's trying to get his life together. He's not perfect and that's good because you're not either. So you don't need a perfect man. I know you would like fine, but if you get a man who doesn't want to break God's heart and he's not the greatest to look at, squint your eyes. Pastor Paul Shepard is the senior pastor of Destiny Christian Fellowship in Northern California. The program is heard daily on radio stations across America and anytime at PastorPaul.net. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. 
Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. I've got callers, callers, callers. Let's go to a friend of mine, Joe in Detroit. Hello, Joe. How are you today? Real good, real good, my friend. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm well, <laughs> be honest with you, I'm in, in pain uh, from from uh, this arthritis I have in my back, but oh. we're dealing with it. I'll keep you in prayer, brother. I just thank God for Tylenols right now. I know that's right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I was listening to your first caller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan, I believe his name yes. is. Yes. Um, Nathan was was working with that word. Uh, Christian, uh-huh. and and I, I wish Nathan would take a little time to look up that definition. What a, what the word Christian means is a Christ follower or a student of Christ, mm-hmm. which we all are. Absolutely. But yet the twelve or the original twelve graduated and became apostles, uh-huh. who the Lord sent out. Uh-huh. So. Uh, it's not about the apostles. It's about the students of Christ uh-huh. that he's looking at here in, in Acts as well as you took him over to uh, Peter. So I hope he gets that understanding. Well, you know, uh, I hope he does, too. But, you know, the problem is uh, the uh, uh, adhere, adhering to black Hebrew Israelite stuff is what causes the, the basic problem he has. And even though, And you're right that we know that the 12 apostles were chosen from a number of disciples, probably about 70 or more. Uh, So a person always, I mean, even uh, after uh, they became apostles, they're still disciples. It's not like there's a hard uh, hard class difference between an apostle and a disciple, except that the apostles were chosen as eyewitnesses and writers of the New Testament and all of that. But uh, what happens is you have some, uh, and in the black Hebrew-Israelite movement, trying to regulate all of this, Christian and disciples, to, uh, to uh, being a black Hebrew-Israelite, which is uh, it's very frustrating for them because the problem they've got, Joe, you can't find where black Hebrew-Israelites are dis- described as such in the Bible. So I see their dilemma, and I thank you for your call. Well, thank you, my brother. Have a blessed day now. All right. Appreciate his call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. I've got so much to do and so little time. Okay. Going to call and talk to uh, Brenda in Southfield. Hello, Brenda. 
Yeah. Hi, Pastor Moss. How are you today? Really good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Listen, I want to ask you about a particular church. It's um, an Episcopal uh, church, okay. and uh, I went with a relative of mine. It's called Christ Church Cranbrook, founded in 1928. Uh-huh. I'm looking at their literature. But the, the only thing that really got me is they are supposed to be believers in Jesus Christ, but she told me that the women could marry one another and the men could marry each other. Uh-huh. And I told her, I said, well, my Bible doesn't teach her. And I gave her the scriptures, although she didn't want to accept it. But I just wonder if you can tell me about this Episcopal uh, church. Well, unfortunately, you already have all the information you need to know. That we've uh, seen that there's some apostasy that has went along in other churches as well, but in the Episcopalian Church, where they've accepted the doctrine of homosexuality, even though the Bible oh, is clearly against it. Uh, the Bible talks against it in Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 2, Levit- Levit- Leviticus chapter 18, over in uh, uh, Leviticus 20. I mean, it's, it's all there. Uh, so there's no way that a person can uh, uh, believe that homosexuality is uh, something that God ordains when it's condemned in the Bible. Very clearly. Very clearly. Yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what apostasy well, I, is I, about. I gave it a scripture, but it didn't want to accept it. You know, the oh. people were very nice, but I know nice doesn't get it, you know. There, so. there, you, go. there you go. And here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. Once you give someone the scriptures, the clear scriptures, and they mm-hmm. don't want to accept it, okay, that's them. That's their choice. All we can do, though, and I just told is, her, hey, yeah, I, I disagree with her. And, and then it takes us the, the Bible. There you go. It. Thank you. you. You took the words out of my mouth. I disagree with you okay. because the Bible disagrees with you. It's not personal. Amen. It's not personal. Thank you. Appreciate that call. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, uh, we have Thelma, Strictly Biblical, on the line. How you doing, Thelma? I'm great, Pastor. How are you? I'm doing just great. Good to hear your voice because you are doing something that you are an expert in. And, uh, you know, I come up short here. So tell the folks, because, you know, I'm, I'm the pastor that's not concerned about money. I'm concerned about just teaching the Bible. So I need folks like you to tell these folks how to send money in to support our ministry. How you can support the ministry. Uh, now you can drop off donations Monday through Friday, if need be. From 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's again Monday. No, that's Monday through Wednesday. And also online banking, bill pay, or regular postal mail. You can add us as a payee. You can add Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries or SBBTM for short. Again, add us as a payee and use the church address, which is 10709 Grand River Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48204. Again, the address is 10709 Grand River Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48204. And another way to support the ministry and help Pastor keep God's word getting out is to use Givelify. It's located on the church's website, strictlybiblical.org. And also there's uh, a couple of places there that you can click on and hit donate, and it'll walk you right through it. And if you have any questions at all, um, about how you can support the ministries and different ministries that strictly biblical Bible teaching ministries. Call 313-933-9270. 
All right. That sounds like an excellent uh, 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 rendition from you there, telling people exactly what to do. I thank you for that, and you take it easy. Okay. Bye, Pastor. All right. God bless you. That's Thelma, our financial person. She does a lot of management for the church. God has blessed her. Good to have her with us. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now, others of you, when you give, always remember, you can give through Bible Boot Camp Ministry. Many of you have. And you can make out those checks to P.O. Box. 05879 Detroit, Michigan 48205. That's P.O. Box 05879 Detroit, Michigan 48205. Many of you have been uh, sending things through boot camp, specifically geared for the uh, radio program. Uh, so we appreciate uh, uh, your giving. We need uh, that giving to stay on the air. All right. Finally, maybe I can get to some of these other things that are still on the table for me, but your questions are always welcome. All you've got to do is you know. It's called area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. First, let's deal with Shireen. She called, concerned about Luke chapter 17. She thinks here that she has found a verse She doesn't know whether it's talking about the rapture or not. To her, though, it seemed as if uh, these verses are talking about the rapture. Let's go there and see. In Luke chapter 17, right? Luke chapter 17 uh, and verse 30. That's where we should go. Luke 17 and 30. Here's what it says. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now, I'm trying to put myself in the mind of Shireen. When she saw this, she's thinking the same thing I would think. It is talking about the return of Jesus, right? It says here, Luke 17 and 30, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Okay, okay. Second about his second coming. Okay, in that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and is stuffed in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife? Do you remember her? Look back and turn into a pillar of salt. Don't be like that. That's what it's saying. Verse 33. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Then, verse 34. I tell you in that night, there shall be two men in one bed. Now, don't get into this. This is not talking about some sexual activity here. I remember when I was... Uh, younger in the Baptist church I was in, they're trying to make this look like it was some kind of a homosexual thing. It's not. When it says, I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in one bed, the one shall be taken and the other shall be left. What we need to know culturally is that the homes uh, in the Middle East, back in these days, the first century, were very small, very small homes. Uh, Sometimes a whole family had to use just one bed, all right? And they would lay in the bed and go to sleep. So that was what we're talking about here, not the men because, in other words, uncles and, and brothers were just, they had to sleep in the same bed because of the fact that uh, the house was so small. Okay, They didn't have uh, the luscious bedroom capacity that we have now. So remember that. It has nothing to do with sexual activity in Luke chapter 17, verse 34. So if your pastor goes that way, help him, tell him uh, not so. Then it says in verse 35, two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken and the other left. This grinding, by the way, here, okay, is talking about grinding in the field, okay, working in the field, okay. Uh, It doesn't have any sexual connotations either, right? 
Two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken and the other left. Okay. Then, says verse 36, two men shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. So, Shireen, no doubt, looking at here, where it says one shall be taken, the other shall be left. One shall be taken, the other shall be left. It looks as if, it looked to her, as if the ones that were left were left to go through the tribulations and the ones who were taken were taken by uh, Jesus and raptured. And I can understand why a person would say that. By looking just at these verses, it seems as if that's a very, very possible interpretation. And it is. However, once we apply the rules of hermeneutics to it, and that is that Scripture interprets Scripture, right? In other words, you always have to realize that one Scripture throws light on another Scripture. And unless you see a Scripture within its biblical context, you can come up with a wrong interpretation. That is what hermeneutics is all about. Because the next verse that we go to blows away the whole idea that uh, this is talking about the rapture. It's not. I'm not talking about the rapture at all, right? Where it says, and we'll read here for the sake of time, verse 36, two men shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Verse 37 is key. Look at verse 37. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? They were asking, okay, the disciples were asking him, where were the ones taken who were taken away? Okay, they asked the question. I'm glad they did because that then will help Shireen to see what's going on here. Where it says at verse 37, And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, okay, this is concerning the ones who were left. He didn't say they were taken up to be in heaven. That's not what it says. It says, Wheresoever the body is, that there will the eagles be gathered together. Okay? <laughs> and they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, okay, that there will the eagles be gathered together. Friends, the people that were taken away were taken away by armies, all right, and killed in the valley. That is where the eagles gathered together to devour them. This is not talking about the rapture, right? Uh, Whatsoever the body, you know, uh, basically lifeless body, uh, these were those who, during the tribulation, you know, all the nations come against Israel, and they would take them, kill them, and vultures and eagles were there to eat the bodies. This is not a passage that is talking about the uh, rapture. It isn't. And all we'd have to do also is compare a clear rapture passage with it. Notice here it says, uh, wheresoever the body is, that there will the eagles be gathered together. Right? It's like Death Valley days. Have you ever seen that? Where the eagles and the vultures go to consume the dead bodies. When we look at a key uh, rapture passage over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, here's what we see, right? This makes it clear. It shows you clearly the difference. It says... Um, in uh, 4 and uh, f- uh, 15, in fact, yeah, First Thessalonians 4 and 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive, right, alive, and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds 
to meet not the eagles and the vultures to be to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. So so even though Luke chapter seventeen seems to show some similar some similar aspects or share some similar aspects with the going up aspect of the tribulation period that we see in First Thessalonians four. Uh, no, Luke 17 is talking about tribulation, and First Thessalonians uh, 4, uh, 14 and following, is dealing with the rapture. Okay? So, I uh, need to understand that. Now, then there's a rule to, that has to be abided by in uh, hermeneutics. That is, be careful, because Scripture interprets Scripture. And so, uh, we can always make big mistakes if we do not keep verses within their context. Okay? So that's what hermeneutics uh, helps us. And hopefully, Shireen was listening at, uh, to that. I don't know if she was or not. But if she wasn't, uh, I'll find out because she is a member of our church, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. If you're thinking about replacing your windows, I want you to think about plastic. That's right, plastic. Most windows are made out of vinyl, which is just a fancy word for plastic. You know, the same thing they make those flimsy cheap outdoor chairs from. Plastic. The same thing you put your sandwich in or they make water bottles from. Plastic. Even expensive composite windows are really just plastic made with wood. Plastic window frames will expand and contract and expand and contract and eventually warp in Michigan's nasty weather blender. Here's a better idea. Call Performance Remodeling for heavy-duty fiberglass windows that won't warp, won't bend, and won't lose their shape. They look fantastic and come with real lifetime guarantees. We can do that because they're made from fiberglass, not plastic. Call Performance Remodeling today at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com and replace all the windows in your house for as little as $2 a day. $2 a day. That's 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. This week on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg concludes a series called Lessons For Life, and we begin Encore 2020, revisiting some of the most popular messages from the past 12 months. Be sure to join us Monday through Friday on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. 
Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Marshall, friendly neighborhood apologist and Bible teacher. Good to be with you. Looking at Romans uh, here, uh, Paul is, is so deep, so deep. And uh, definitely, uh, Paul uh, would give you trouble unless you really understand what he's dealing with here, right? Uh, because he says something that uh, definitely uh, uh, got him in trouble with the Jews because something had happened. And he explains it in Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11, verse 25. Monday Night Bible stu- students, here we go. He says, Romans chapter 11, verse 25, For I would not, brethren, okay, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. Now listen to him. That blindness, in part, has happened to Israel. Now, what does he mean when he says blindness, in part, has happened to Israel? That is, that the majority of the nation at the time, uh, in the first century, when Jesus was supposed to come, he did come, fulfilled over 300 prophecies, they rejected him. Okay? But all of the Jewish people did not reject him. Okay? We see that many accepted him as Messiah, and uh, the disciples, apostles, many accepted him. But we must say the greatest majority, the nation as a whole, uh, which was led by the Pharisees and the Sadducees, rejected him. So Paul writes that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. So in other words, Paul says, don't be upset by that. Why? Because all of this was a part of God's plan, okay? Yeah. Even though uh, uh, they should have accepted him, they didn't, but God still can work with it, all right? He says, so now the nation as a whole is blind, but remember, just as the, even though the nation was blinded, that didn't mean that there were no Jewish believers. There were, just as there are Messianic Jews today, even though the majority of Jews have not embraced Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, right? He says, this blindness has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Now, that's represented largely by the church, which is largely, as you know, a Gentile church. But, you know, there are some Messianic Jews who join the Gentile churches as well. But basically, uh, uh, that uh, as a whole, okay, we could say this, most Jews did not accept their Messiah, 
but some did, uh, did, and right now, that will remain to be the case until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. What does that mean? That means, the Bible doesn't tell us how many, but there's a certain amount of Gentiles that will come to be saved to fulfill this, right? The fullness of the Gentiles. That's the time we're in now, prophetically. The fullness of the Gentiles is coming in, okay? Then verse 26 goes on to say, Romans eleven twenty-six, And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. In other words, the ungodliness that Jacob has will be turned away. That's right. What you're looking at here is a predicted revival of the Jewish people. That is something that is going to take place. There will be a revival. Now, we don't see any place in the Bible where it really talks about a revival of the church that specifically. There's some things that we can believe about that, maybe based upon uh, uh, some events. Not to say that there won't be um, uh, Gentiles who c- come to the Lord, as we, even though we know we're going into apostasy, uh, still there's some that will come. But here, for sure, we know that uh, uh, where it says, and so all Israel shall be saved. Okay? As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and he shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Okay? And that here is just symbolic of the Jewish nation as a whole. Jacob, of course, one of the great patriarchs, right? God, Jesus Christ will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Now, we see that in the Bible. A number of places we can go. One place I love to go and look at it at is over in uh, Jeremiah chapter 30. Jeremiah chapter 30, which says this. Now, now, Jeremiah, he's talking just like the Apostle John here. He is prophesying. Uh, he's looking way into the future, right? And actually looking at uh, the Battle of Armageddon. That's what he's looking at. He's in uh, talking about what we see in uh, Genesis, I mean, not Genesis, what we see in Revelation chapter 16 and also in Revelation chapter 19. says here in Jeremiah 30 and 7, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. Okay? That is what the tribulation will be. It will be the time of Jacob's trouble. Okay? Uh, they, are going to, they are being judged as a nation for not you know, accepting the Messiah when he came. But notice what it says. Uh, here in Jeremiah 30 and 7. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Okay, So in this uh, judgment that comes okay, against them, all nations gathered against them, God is going to deliver them. We see that deliverance being described in a number of places in the Old Testament, but especially in Revelation chapter 19 with the return of the Lord. Right, And then it says, uh, at verse uh, 8, For it shall come to pass, and that day saith the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off thy neck, and will burst thy bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him. That's of the Jewish people. God's going to break the bond. Uh, the Jews have been persecuted by uh, 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 Germans, over 6 million killed. They've been uh, having, having uh, always to be under some kind of Gentile dominion. That ends. Then it says at verse 9, And they shall serve the Lord their God, and David their king, whom I will raise up to them. Okay? So we can talk about that, definitely, uh, during the millennium. David will be there, uh, and he'll be ruling, but still he's going to be ruled by God, right? God the Father, uh, and God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But, yeah, but still it's called the throne of David, uh, and he will no doubt uh, be there 
uh, but the person overruling everything will be God. So, so this is what we're looking at. We're looking at the fact that what Paul is saying is that there is going to be a revival of the Jewish people. God is not through with them yet. There's some who want to say that uh, God no longer has a, a specific plan for the Jews, but he does. Why? Because Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3 is very clear. Abraham was promised land, a seed, and a blessing. He was promised that, and that's exactly what is going to happen. There is no way that the Jews, as a people, will be totally wiped out. Can't be. If that happened, then it would violate, and it would make God's word a lie. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. So still looking here at the book of Romans, uh, deep stuff in the book of Romans. Uh, so if you have any questions about this, you can call. And if you have any questions of your own, I know how to, to depart from a text and go right back to it. I'd be glad to entertain any question or comment you have about the Bible, theology, Christian living, or apologetics. As long as we're talking about the Bible, we're doing what we need to do. All right. So back to Romans now. Romans 11 and verse, in verse 27. Uh, Focus on that. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. President Trump needs to tell the American people how he plans to fix our health care system if he wants to win re-election. It's an issue that many Americans care deeply about and one that the president and Republicans should not be afraid to address. The contrast between the Republican and Democratic visions for health care could not be more stark. Democrats have called for more bureaucracy and more government control in our health care system. Changes that have only driven costs higher and diminished choices for patients. But their interest in a single-payer, government-run system shows that Democrats have grander ambitions ahead. In contrast, President Trump and the Republicans want a health care system where patients and doctors, not bureaucrats, make critical decisions. One with more choices at lower cost. And a system where we have access to cutting-edge treatments and cures. The choice on health care is clear. Now it's up to President Trump and Republicans to make the case for why they are right. I'm Lon He Chen. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today. Preparing public leaders for tomorrow. Gold prices keep climbing and just hit an all-time high. COVID-19 and battered global economies are sending investors to the safe haven of physical gold to avoid losing value in their IRAs, 401ks, and stocks. Don't stand on the sidelines and wonder what the stock market is going to do next. Protect and grow your financial future today with a call to American Bullion, the leader in gold investments. You have value concerns and we have simple solutions for all needs and budgets in fact we specialize in first-time gold buyers as well as veterans find out about american bullion's hassle-free process to transfer any portion of your ira 401k or stocks into the long-term safety of a gold ira today call 800 gold ira and ask for our free gold guide that's 800-465-3472 800 gold ira grow your financial future with the rising value of physical gold and protect Protect yourself during this worldwide crisis. Call the leader, American Bullion, 800-GOLD-IRA. When you become a Christian, do your money troubles go away? Do your family conflicts immediately resolve? Does life just get easy? Probably not. Difficulty does not go away because you're a Christian. In fact, it may grow even more intense. So how do you face hardship and keep your joy? Find out on the next Grace to You with John MacArthur. So join me, John MacArthur, and study along on Grace to You weekday mornings at 8 here on WLQV. 
Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss. We got Mike on the line. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, Pastor Moss. How you doing? Good. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Um, if I if I wake up 4:30 in the morning and read the Bible. I have a hard time because I I don't know if I should study it first and then read it, and I don't know how many hours I should do it. So I I usually do read my Bible for two or three hours, but I have a hard time understanding it, memorizing the scriptures, because I I read so much. I read my devotional and my Sunday school book. And I'm wondering, how can I get help with that? Well, I would say this to you. Uh, you don't want to read so much until uh, you can't comprehend it. Uh, uh, definitely, of course, the, your goal is to read all of the Bible, you know, read it over and over again. But you can't do that in one sitting. Uh, you need probably there are some helps out there. One is how to read through the Bible in a year. Uh, you know, if you read uh, 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 two chapters... Uh, three chapters, it's very important not just to see how much of the Bible you can read. The most important thing is to get an understanding of what you're reading. So I think that you're trying to um, uh, 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 to read too much. Uh, I would, right, I would, and I don't want to read too much either. I want to read enough where I can memorize it and understand it. Right. So I would recommend for you uh, like something like uh, t- uh, two chapters a day. Start with the New Testament. That's what I would do. About two chapters a day and do that every day. Now, in the other free time you have, now it's all right to splurge. Take a Saturday where you've got free time and just, you know, uh, read uh, maybe longer. But if you're daily devotions, if you're talking about that, you want to make those short and sweet. Something you okay, can do. Okay, because I got a Charles Stanley devotional in our daily bread and I can't get to it because I'm trying to read my whole Sunday school book because I haven't read it for weeks. Yeah, listen, he's got, in fact, Charles Stanley has a great book out. It's called um, uh, uh, The, the Glorious, uh, Glorious Standing or something like that, which mm-hmm. is a book that's on, uh, it's a book on theology and daily, it's got Christian living in it, it's got theology in it, it's a great book. Uh, he okay. has the passages there and then he explains, and that, the title of it is The Glorious Journey. That's the title of this book. It might have, uh, and then in reprinting, it had a different title, but it has all the doctrines of the Christian faith. It's a good book to get, okay. and you could read one of those a day, and you'll get uh, a lot of uh, good explanations, and then you'll be reading uh, something you can handle. 
Okay, so you said I could read two, three chapters in the morning and two at night? Something like that would be good. Yeah, you want to do something okay. that, uh, uh, then when you get some free time, go crazy. Sometimes you might want to dedicate on a Saturday maybe a whole hour to reading the Bible or something, okay? Okay, so I just devoured the whole Bible on Saturday. Yeah, read as much as you want then, but have it, your daily reading, make that a little less so you can really get in there. And, uh, okay. All right? Thank you, Pastor Moss. Okay, you are welcome. Thank you for calling. Uh, and our time is, is, is running down uh, and running out, but that's okay. There's always tomorrow. And tomorrow, uh, you're going to be bombarded with some good questions. You don't want to miss it. We're going to talk about the whole doctrine of um, should you tarry for the Holy Ghost? And is there any place in the Bible, is there any place in the Bible where it tells you to tarry? Wow, because if it's in the Bible, you got to do it. Is it? We're going to find out tomorrow on the Bible Talk program. Tell a neighbor, tell a friend. Good to have you on this program. Good to be with you. Remember to send those donations to P.O. Box 05879. P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Uh, we appreciate you very much. Also, remember, we've got uh, our uh, prophecy class. It's live st- uh, streamed uh, every Tuesday from 11 o'clock. All you got to do is to log on to strictlybiblical.org, and you can be a part of our prophecy class. There will be people graduating. Uh, it's right uh, there on um, uh, on the on the web. Uh, we uh, we uh, what you call it conference call. We're doing all that stuff. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, we got a Zoom going too. But just uh, remember strictlybiblical.org prophecy class. You can find it and be a part of that class. We've got about a hundred folks taking it online. Amazing. Okay, be a part of that and other things that are happening at Strictly Biblical. Our ministry is still continuing. God is blessing. It takes more than a pandemic to stop the word of God. And so, therefore, let us have joy. Let us keep on marching as an army. Let us use uh, everything that God has given us. Let us not be depressed at all, because we can do all things, all things through Christ who strengthens us. He's already gained the victory. All we've got to do is announce it. This is Pastor Moss. God bless you. See you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.